Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Jinderella story has come to an end as Jinder was indeed hindered. On last night's episode of Monday Night Raw, he did not become a two-time world champion, unfortunately. That was quite a good one, and I'm irritated that I found that funny. <laughs> Welcome to the Rostov Podcast Review. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm, of course, joined by Dan, the truth Layton, your jam, that champion. Look Welcome at it. To- Welcome look, the... we've got a wider shot, so it's all... Oh, <laughs> oh it's so lovely. Oh. Look at that, my, my laptop's sort of in shot as well. <laughs> Welcome to the Up Podcast Review. Please do press the thumbs up button, give us a little subscribe if you haven't already. We are around about 1,500 away mm. from hitting our 85,000 target, so please do press that subscribe button if you haven't already, because when we do, we're doing a 10-hour stream. Funny enough, Tempest was saying today, Oh, hey there! Wouldn't it be lovely if we didn't... No, it wouldn't be lovely. Where, where did that go? <laughs> that went all around the world. Well, you know, there's Canadians. They're all from... They're, they're... Hello! Hello! Wouldn't it be great if we... I have. I did a really good Tempest impression this morning. You know what I can do is... Oh, my God! This is one of the only... <laughs> I don't like him! It's the only Tempest impression I can do. But uh, he said, Oh, my God! And he said, Wouldn't it be great if we did another 10-hour Royal Rumble stream? Mm. And I was like, Well, you know what? We're close enough. We can do... If you buck up your ideas and help us out. Also, leave a comment down below with your thoughts on this episode and join our live chat and get your thoughts about this show with other great, wonderful people. Also, if you'd like your thoughts read out in the air, any questions you want answered, restaurant.com forward slash support is the link for you to click. We've got tickets available as well for our Royal Rumble Watch Party. There are, let me do a quick check here. Seven tickets remaining. Oh goodness me! We only announced them last week. There are seven. Thereabouts. There are seven tickets remaining. And yesterday, last night, we put on an extra ten tickets for Survival Series. Oh wow! So those are also rapidly selling out yeah. as well. So we're looking for a double sellout on uh, Survival Series. So get your tickets now. Link in the video description down below mm. as we talk about this episode of Monday Night Raw, which was main evented by Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think. I mean. I'll, I'll add my my two cents on the the, the build, as it were. <laughs> Big Tony uh, Khan's best build to date. Yeah, uh, the idea that I think we probably should have heated him up a little bit. 
if yeah. we're going to put him in a world title situation, maybe don't have him be chumpetized by The Rock, where the joke was, isn't it silly that you were once WWE champion? What year is it? We're having the same conversation as seven years ago, yeah. Yeah, I think we should... He, but that's kind of the gag as well, mm. isn't it? Is that like, oh, he nearly did it again. He was yeah. a jobber that nearly won the world title again. That was kind of the, the gag they were running with this one. I think it might have been better if you'd have heated him up a little bit. Therefore, his offense might have got some reactions mm. during the, the, the match itself. With that said, while 70% of this match was as dull as dishwater mm-hmm. and all of the worst parts of his WWE Championship reign, and it was as boring as that as well, the final 30% of this match was tremendously fun once all the shenanigans kicked off. I actually also thought they did a pretty good job during the show of making it, giving it the presentation of a main event of like, you know, there was a lot of very serious shots of him. He showed up right at the beginning with the car kind of thing. So it made it feel like a main event even if like you know yeah if you keep telling someone it's a main event it will eventually feel like it's one but this is what i'm saying they, they made an effort to produce it and make it look like it was going to be one so i think the the, the lead up and then yeah the last 30 percent of the match or so was was very effective and hey you know i i don't, I don't think i'm the only one who had a moment of oh hang on when no. the, the finish of the match was like but that's how he won it last time. Like, what if they were going to go down that road? Putting that over so hard. Do you know what I mean? So, I just, yeah, I never thought they were going to put the world title. Well, of course, you so didn't I, because you're a very smart man. It's not I'm a very smart man. It's I never thought they were going to put the world title. No, in because I think we've we've not got to a point where it feels like Seth's ready to lose the belt. So it mm. just never. I never felt like he was going to lose the world title. Mm. But I will say that Coloss near fall was spectacular. That's what I'm done. saying. Spectacularly yeah. done. Yeah. So the basically the shenanigans happened. When, like, this was pure smoke and mirrors, which is what you kind of want to do with a, a Jinder Mahal world title match, I guess. Mm. Which is that Inda Sher were at ringside. They were causing some distractions. At one point, they attacked Seth Rollins behind the referee's back because the referee was distracted by a Damien Priest who came down to the ring mm. to tease a cash in. And then he got into a brawl with Drew McIntyre because they're having a match next week. And that distracted the referee. Inda Sher were able to attack Seth for a near fall. But the better one of them, like the really, really good near fall, the one that people will remember most from this match, is that Inda Sher hit Seth Rollins with the briefcase Jinder then hit his finishing move, the Coloss, and Seth kicked out at about 2.999. Yeah. And it was a... The crowd, which were pretty quiet up until, like, the, the shenanigans kicked off, really got into that near fall and mm. were having a great time with it. And then shortly thereafter, Seth hit the stomp for the win. I think that near fall, man, it, it really did what it needed to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think it was a, a situation where the match was inevitable in a, a million different ways and didn't didn't live up to the expectations of the low expectations that were set or whatever but <laughs> i think it actually exceeded my expectations well, because while i thought 70 percent of it was boring i thought 100 percent of it was going to be boring so yeah. it exceeded my expectations yeah. well i mean that and and look it was we're doing things to get us over the line towards the royal rumble uh reports of Seth's knee issue now. We'll come on to that a little bit, yeah. Uh, uh, put into question like where we're going to go and how that's going to be, and fingers crossed and all that stuff. And as we'll talk about it later. But like, get f- for a thing that kind of happened suddenly, mm. was good. Yeah, it, you know, it, is this? Do you think this is the end of the gender three week push? Well, it was only the second week. No, it's the third week. He was oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this is the 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 third of the three weeks uh, of the usual gender push. Then yeah. I don't see where you got. Like I, I have to very put little... him in the put him in the rumble as a yeah. as, a, as a body to fill. Yeah, I, I think I think a, a, a rumble running. Why not? Like I, the the reason I'm I struggle a little bit here to, to know honestly what to say is because 
it did sort of come out of nowhere. And I think that my interest in this and whatever came from all of the bollocks that was online that was annoying last week, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think the that the, the absolute stuff and nonsense of it all. Um, but really, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I think as a match when it was announced last, I don't week, care about Indershare. Well, no, because they've also not been on TV. That's like, what I'm saying. You know, they, like, they were only put out with him here because yeah. the Bollywood boys were, you know, they're working elsewhere these days. So mm. it was like, well, has he got heavy? Oh, yeah, he's got a heavy. Yeah, he's mm. got that Indershare team. We'll put them out there. Remember Veer? He was coming once. Yeah. So, you know, they put them out there just so they could do the shenanigans with, along with the smoke and mirrors for the, the final third. Yeah, I don't know if this leads to, like, anything more for gender. This no. really does feel like this was just filler on tv because everyone else is busy with rumble build and seth needs something to do Mm. because as they were putting over on commentary as well he's the work champ he's the working champion he's the workhorse champion even called like i think he's got the working man's champion Mm. because he opened the show like carrying his daughter in the back and stuff like he's the working man's champion i was like dressed like that yeah (laughs) i want uh i want punk to come in next week carrying larry like at the start (laughs) Just yeah. to take the mick out of him a little bit, because like that that shot, I was like, oh god, like, yeah. you know me and kids, not yeah, having it. Well, apart from your own, you're probably your, you know, your partner's nephew. That was funny for one minute. Right? <laughs> he started making a lot of noise, and I wanted an app. Yeah, couldn't get one. Um, but I, no, I, I like the the only thing I have is when we were doing all of the shenanigans and the nonsense on Twitter, um, and I think that for me, my my very brief take on all of that because i wasn't really around to talk about it or whatever was don't punch down never punch down but like when everyone started doing the like don't hinder gender me me meme drew and whatever there is a nugget of a story to be told with like drew mcintyre and jinder mahal if you want to do that they even taught like don't, what, don't a pull team? a face before i finish my sentence not as a, as a story not as a team sorry as, like there's something if you want to to explore I'm from a background where, like, you ask the question, and if you don't find a satisfactory answer to the question, you, you put it away. But, like, ba- Barrett even said at the beginning of this match, it's like, the, the you know, the idea of he he left and came back and won the belt. Drew left and came back and won the belt. They were 3 MB. Like, I don't know, there's, there's something you can play with. Yes, Hermione. They've done that. Have they? Yeah. They, they, those two have already feuded oh, over, over, over that exact story. Right, well... <laughs> Then we're done then. I think they had a SummerSlam match. Wow, it really d- it did not, <laughs> does not exist in there. Was it at SummerSlam? Can the chat correct me on that one? But I, we have done Drew versus before I became Before I became like a, a member of the team and had to do this weekly as my job, I had the luxury of letting so much of this stuff go <laughs> and just forgetting and moving on with my life. Like, yeah. oh, that was weird. Anyway, what's over here today? And now I have to, yeah. you know. I, yeah, I, I, do you think there is an argument to be made I don't know how much I believe in this. It's only just cropped into my head now. Do you think there is an argument to be made that Tony Khan did a better job of promoting this match than WWE did? I absolutely do, but I don't think that was his intent. Oh, of course it wasn't his intent. Yeah, no, no, I, no but I, I think... I think oh, well, no, I, 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 so, okay, on Tuesday, when you and I reviewed this show, yeah. we didn't get any Ultra Chats in really about the, the gender thing. No. Neither positive nor negative. We got a few sort of tongue-in-cheek ones, and we had a few people in the chat was just like, yeah, you know, oh, don't hinder the gender. Mm. You know, people doing it in sort of this mocking way. But then because 
because Tony Khan got like all pissy about it on on had a whinge on on Tuesday. I had a little whinge on Twitter about it. All of a sudden, it became about this like really talked about match. So all, I there was no hype for this match when we did our review last week. We didn't lead with it as our no. review last week. But all of a sudden, coming into this match, it was the most talked about thing going into it. Yeah. Even though you and I forgot that it was happening when we, we were doing to, the, the TNA review. That's the point. Like, we forgot that it was happening. I, I even said last week, I was like, oh, they'll maybe do this at the Rumble. But just to have an opponent, you could do a few weeks yeah. build of something to have Seth have an opponent at the Rumble. It's Brock versus Hardcore Holly. It's Bianca versus Alexa Bliss. It's like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but, and yet, no, it just kind of happened. And yeah, I, I do think Tony did more to make it the source of conversation by being a little brat about things and being like, that was was the specific tone with which he wrote. And I don't think that's to WWE's credit. I think it's to their credit to the mildest amount that they then built this during the course of the show. That's Mm. why I'm complimenting that kind of production element of it. You should should want to make me believe that Jinder Mahal could be a champ. Uh, But it's twice now that they've done it without any... I just have... I don't... I have so little to say about him. Right. What? They did. So it was SummerSlam 2021. Mm. They had the feud, and it was done to promote the Slam Cycle. What they had had a they had a toy called a Slam Cycle, that was like a like it was a a toy motorbike that came apart with wrestlers, and. Oh yeah, and they did a match basically to promote this new toy, and that was the Jinder Drew match. Well, I mean, you know great <laughs> also people are trying to say that the camera's off center it's not dan's off center no ca- i'm not i'm exactly where i always sit <laughs> two people being like the camera's off center it's not dan's off center. i'm where i always am <laughs> but i like just i like i like to dan, look at le- you. dan leans a little i like bit. to look at you um but yeah I, I haven't got much more to to add on this, this, is, just, this i just it's I, I do think it's a failure of wwe to uh twice do the same thing with the same guy Mm. personally i think it's like i've always believed that anybody with the right level of work and the right level of commitment from both them as a wrestler but also the creative could be built to be a champion there was a way to make jinder mahal first championship reign be something that's actually massively celebrated and get over the push into india that they were doing at the time like there's something they could have done with that there's something they absolutely could have done with here over the course of a few weeks program this just wasn't it and as a result we're sort of left with very little to talk about as this world heavyweight title match which is where i think wwe have let themselves down a bit well on the note of the rollins injury because yes. they did talk about this in on the show itself as well because rollins did a lion soul and sort of landed slightly awkwardly was on it a lion soul yeah i, I was, was looking out soul. for it because i'd heard it had happened but didn't know where i only i'm assuming it was the lion soul because that's when barrett was talking about right it looks like he landed badly on his knee there for me it was when he did a crossbody off the top rope and it seemed like he just took all of his weight on the one knee and then from there on it i was looking for it i don't know if it was a combination of the two or uh, yeah. one or the other I, i'm only saying that's the lion soul because that's when barrett was mm. talking about it but it could have been elsewhere in the show uh pw torch uh were the first to report uh that rollins did injure his left leg uh, during the match. Uh, oh, apparently it seemed to happen during a dive to the outside. Oh, okay. So that's when he did it. And they did the pedigree as well, which he didn't get all of. Mm. Uh, PW Torch reported that he was helped to the back and was said to eventually be able to put weight on the injured leg and walk on his own, albeit it was with a limp. Dave Meltzer then said on Wrestling Observer Radio that um, he's getting an MRI and will find out. Basically, I was told it could be something minor, could be something worse. We won't know until the MRI results come back. So fingers crossed. I mean, fingers crossed in a massive way because he's he's very central to a massive 
potential storyline for the Rumble uh, and going into WrestleMania season. Yeah. Um, knee injuries are no joke. Charlotte's Sorry. out for nine months. Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. Cora Jade just had an ACL issue as well. Yeah. Um, is it ACL knee? I always think it's knee. I think it's knee like a calf uh, area, right? Lita had a, a knee brace on, so I've always assumed it's around that area. Yeah. Either way, Finley and Gladiators had a knee issue. No. Oh, yes, he did. In that of one course. episode yeah, from yeah, yeah. Saturday. So it's it's if you want to, if you want to inspiration, Seth, watch <laughs> Gladiators because he, he came back and finished with a plum. <laughs> the Eliminator did not take it out of him. No, I, I, I hope for the absolute best for do. him. I think there are, uh, we were talking about winners of this Rumble yeah. and I think the both of us feel, uh, Cody and Punker, the two feel like they're the two front runners. Yeah, but the positive is there's also a Drew in there. I wouldn't be mad at seeing that. Sami Zayn's a hot property. Like he, I don't well, do. I think he was. Do I think he's gonna? I think I think fans still like him. Or do I think he's gonna win? No, but he's still a, a big name personality that probably is going to be in that match. There's a lot of big names going, not on the SmackDown side. They're all on the main event. But there's a lot of names going into that match that you could think, oh, they could win. Um. So there's still an opportunity to tell some stories. Let's say a Drew versus Punk for a vacated world title at the Rumble, at the at WrestleMania, or I don't know something. Yeah. There's, there's avenues, that, there's backup plans now. Where in the past, I don't know that there always was. Um, and the joy of having a massive when when Punk came back, we had a massive list of all the people who were big on the WWE roster. The joy of having all those people is that you know you're not. Yeah. Leaving yourself in the lurch when your big guy walks away. We'll get into our thoughts on the WrestleMania card because I kind of proposed to you earlier what I yeah. think you could do as a Mania card. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking then about Rollins. If it is his knee, wasn't it the knee that he knackered out last time as well when he was in 2015? Yeah. Yeah. It was on the. I was. I wasn't on that tour, but I would. I went to the show that was the night after when he did. The, he did a sunset flip on Kane. Yeah. It? yeah. It was two nights after, in fact, because the the he injured his match. That he blew out his knee in the match with Kane. Mm. And then the night after that, which is the show my friend went to, it was headlined by Kane versus The Big Show mm. in 2015. And it like, apparently was not very good. Yeah. And the show I went to, which was the night after that, they flew in Moxley and Kevin Owens mm. from the SmackDown. So they weren't to be able to fly until a few days later. They flew them in early so they could be the main event because mm. they were like, well, we can't main event with Kane and The Big Show again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was maybe it was in the same knee. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just, I, you know, always hoping for the best. Yeah, you don't want to see someone get injured. Definitely, when, when you're the world champion as well. The fact that he's putting weight on it feels positive. Yeah, if he limp, if he's able to limp on it, maybe. You know, but and it's like, and it's like, okay, cool. Strap him up and have him do some promos for a few weeks. The Austin treatment he doesn't need to be doing anything. He doesn't need no. to have a match at the Rumble. No, even with this gimmick of like the working man's champion or the workhorse champion, he doesn't need to have a match at the Rumble. Yeah. The Rumble like card is pretty much set. Mm. You don't. You got two hour long Rumbles. You don't mm. need a load of matches in the middle of the card. So no. you know, give Seth the night off. Probably, probably uh, what we got the United States title. We've got uh, Fatal Four Way. Fatal Four Way. Probably one more match somewhere. Yeah, one more match. Find one. What is uh, Owens and um, that's the United Logan. States title. Oh, sorry, you did not, you did say that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Judgment Day versus uh, DIY. Yeah, yeah. You know, just do Fine. do something around that. Yeah. Um, the women's tag title. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, do, yeah. You know, doing versus the Wave and the Party Girls or yeah. something like that, or three way with Baszler and um, the the other one. Um, Zoe Stark. That's her name. Um, yeah, you just, you know, fill out the card that way. Because, as we mentioned earlier, everyone's busy with Rumble Build, so you mm. don't Seth doesn't need to be doing matches. Yeah. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Anyway, let's get into what you thought of uh, this main event. And I think kind of to the point of like, no one's got a lot to say about it. We actually don't have that many Ultra Chats about this. In fact, we only have one Ultra Chat about the main event of this show, which is Blake Whitehouse here, um, who made a bet with us <laughs> that if Jinder wins the world title, uh, we had to make Pete and Tempest do the review of NWA Power for a year. And if he doesn't win, he'll just give us $5. Well... He's given us $5 here to say, here's the money for losing that belt. Look, Drew is in the Rumble. Heath is a free agent. Every 10 Manias have three people involved with the world title. Triple H is the biggest idiot for not giving us the 3MB triple threat that we all deserve. Be the worst booker ever. JK, lol. Uh, Cooper Crease here says, Hi guys, this was quite a dull episode of Raw in my opinion. However, I am very intrigued by the Bronson Reed vignette. Hopefully Papa H has big plans for him. Very excited to watch the Rumble stream jam that jam. I, I disagree. I thought it was actually... A- I mean, this is an episode that made me excited for the Rumble. Yeah. And I, that's that's kind of what it was, you know, there was two big segments there to make you want to see the Rumble matches. This is this is uh, the go-home show to the go-home show. There's yes, one the more penultimate Raw, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the, the stuff that was announced, there was I thought there was some really good segments here. I don't think it was dull. Do I think it was one to write home about? No, but I think that there was enough on here that got me thinking and had some some fun stuff as well yeah, it, was a, it was a decent show uh brad g42 says why do refs not sell submissions better in mma when a fighter taps the referee dives in immediately to prevent any actual damage i feel like if referees did this it would make submission victories feel like proper victories i i am the king of the nitpick and that feels like a nitpick to me yeah i i don't know if i fully agree with that one yeah i, I, I you know they tell them to ring the bell yeah well there you go um 
And Loby Warsaw will do this one for now and then we'll get into the show itself. It says, Dominic got a new CG entrance animation. He and JD came out to his theme song instead of the Judgment Day theme. He didn't take the pin either. All of this leads to me think that a singles push is coming. I don't know when or where or how, but I will be seated. They do um, individual themes now and again, don't they? Yeah. With the Judgment Day and then they do the collective... Uh nonsense one with the now has got our truth in the graphic as well yeah and i think when judgment uh judgment day when jd joined judgment day mm. i think you and i said like oh cool there's your new dominic there's yeah. your new guy that's there to yeah. take the pins i mean they do feel like and I, I joke about it on the the edited review but they do feel like the judgment day b team no yeah just, yeah absolutely are there's a there's a uh, a mid card within the judgment day <laughs> a mid mid card is strong yeah uh, lower lower card curtain jerkness <laughs> yeah curtain jerkness curtain jerkness Let's get into the review. Please do click the link. Thank you to the person who actually bought a ticket while we were on air. I'll give them a shout out, in fact. Mitchell. Oh, thanks, Mitchell. Uh, bought two tickets while we have been on air, so thank you very Looking much. Looking forward to seeing you. We will see you on the 27th. Can I explain very briefly, because mm. I see this comment pop up a lot of how the Jam That Championship works, because I'm assuming I'm going to be defending it out of the course. Of course you are, yeah. And I, I, I know who it's going to be against. Going to let me know? You'll, you'll find out in due course. In due course, the powers that be are against me. I'm the man. <laughs> no, they're the man. I'm going to stick it to them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to predict who wins. And as long as I keep predicting the right winners of the show, as I have done ever since SummerSlam, I'll keep this belt around my waist. It's a predictions-based belt. And it's currently, we're on the course to a thousand days. Just don't think about how long it's going to take us to get there. But we're on. I, I am on course for it. Do you know what? how many days you, you're on? No, I just lost count. There's so many. <laughs> So many. But you will be defending that. We'll also be doing our Royal Jambles this year. Not only oh, that, we're doing that. Not only that, Dan. Uh, we announced this yesterday to people who have bought tickets. We're doing a a fan jamble, a royal oh, a royal fanble. If lovely. You will. We're going to have tumblers. You're going to be able to buy entries into the Royal Rumble. Get your entry uh, for the men's and for the women's. And there are prizes to be won if your uh, if your pick wins. That makes me want to sing. Um... Funhouse. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a whole lot of fun with prizes to be but won. But also, weirdly, Toys R Us. Well, this is an interesting show. It's, it's a magical place, and we're on our way there with toys in their millions all under one roof. It's called 164 Days. That's what it was called. Um, this episode of Raw uh, opened with Rollins and Jinder walking backstage, uh, but actually opened with Cody Rhodes uh, to talk about beating Nakamura, and then was about to get into this whole. I've got a little story that I'm looking to finish. Mm. Why did the set look unfinished? It's a new set. Is it? Yeah. It's a, it's a Since new, when? I think this week. I think is it official? Week, I believe that was the, the first week they've got a brand new set for Raw. Yeah. Which is just stick up a couple of... I mean, look, I, I'm all for our new industrial looking set. I didn't notice it until I was getting the image for the thumbnail on this show. Yeah. And I was like, that looks weird. It, well, it, did, it did look weird. Yeah. I, but it's yeah. just, it only looks weird because it's new. Yeah, that's supposed to so. You're so used to the big LED thing. I, I kind of had this with Dynamite last week the one they did in daily's place yeah because they put up the like the big led board and everything i'm like oh god this looks, this looks weird in daily's place yeah the um also the incredible amounts of snow and bad weather in america probably meant an awful lot of people couldn't make it to the show that night mm. um i think there was a story of johnny gargano having a nightmare getting there but um it, it, it that 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 meant that they were lighting the audience a lot differently as well you know yeah. covering up the empty seats so it, the whole show had a very interesting uh, instant all i could think about for the first bit while cody's talking is how this looks so weird to yeah. me now and by weird 
difference. Yeah, um, I don't like difference. I don't like change. <laughs> you and the rest of the internet. <laughs> I loved this segment. I yeah. thought this opening segment was absolutely awesome. And of course it was awesome. Drew McIntyre was involved. He is the best thing on Monday Night Raw. I think he's the best thing in WWE right now. He's, my, mm. well, he's certainly my favorite thing in WWE right now. And this segment is a brilliant example of why I love Drew McIntyre. Because Drew McIntyre came out here. Because Cody Rose was just like, you know, hey, I beat Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm going to be, um, you know, going into the Royal Rumble. I've got a story to finish. Drew comes out and he's like, Cody, you and I... We're the same. We were both fired by WWE. We both came back. Or we both made a name for ourselves. They then came crawling back to us to, to bring us in. We came in and we became mm. top stars here because of the bigger names and the hard work we put outside. We're so similar. You and I were once tag team champions right here. Do you remember what we were called? And it was like, the dashing ones that's right we were called the dashing ones. We're just the same. You know, we got similar opinions about mm. like the people that work here and stuff. And hey, look, remember my last match before I came back to WWE? It was against you. That's just, you know, WCPW, in fact, mm -hmm. I believe it, it, is it what was. it was in. It was. And Drew, you know, so Drew's making this sort of plea to him. He's like, we're both the same. And Cody's response to that was, we're not really the same. Because while I relish my second chances, you've just complained about yours. Mm. And you can see this switch go off in Drew where he's like, well, this isn't quite how I wanted this conversation to go, but now you've pissed me off. And you got bitter Drew. Like, Drew was not being bitter Drew when he first came into the ring. It was kind of hiding his bitterness. But the second that Cody pointed out his bitterness, he let the bitterness wash over and he was like, you're just like the rest of them. You're mm. just like Jey Uso, and you're like that idiot Damian Priest cashing in. You're just like that idiot CM Punk thinking he can just walk back in here and get adulation. You even worked with Punk recently. You know how bad he can mm. be. And like, I loved the, and then Cody turned around and was like, and this is what I mean. You're always looking for someone else mm. to say, but I know that when I make mistakes and I look in the mirror, I'm just blaming me. Like, mm. that's the only person I'm blaming. Oh, and just as a reminder, that last match you had before you came back to WWE, I won that match. Mm. And he just walked away. I thought Cody was great. I thought Drew was awesome. I thought this was a great segment, and it really got me hyped for the Rumble. Yeah, two weeks in a row, two brilliant Drew segments, reminding you why he's uh, re-signing or otherwise an MVP. He's a fantastic yeah. character. I completely agree with you. He's one of the absolute shining stars. That's why I'm talking about the all the different people you could have in uh, in place of Seth. His Seth has an injury, which you know, fingers crossed, he doesn't. Um, I thought a lot during this segment about where we are now and where we've been mm -hmm. um, and we were watching Osprey Okada and you know whether or not you believe the reports of Okada coming into WWE the idea that he might is a, such an interesting state of uh, the wrestling industry in WWE as well and like what a different time we're in and yeah. trying to picture Cody Rhodes with the bell and and I, I don't know it was just such an interesting thinking exercise and seeing them both and having their little face to face and having their you know and to, to reference WCT wcpw and think about how really 10 years ago where we were you know all the royal rumble 2014 stuff that we're talking about because of rest talk extra and just because of punk coming back 10 years hence almost to the day um it, it is just a fascinating little thought exercise and i think that the two in many ways chosen ones true was specifically called a chosen one cody being this incredibly handsome young gun son of a legend groomed to be you know yeah partnered with randy for a in reason. legacy like you know 
it was so interesting to see how beneficial it was to them to go away and how it was important it is to we I, were talking a lot about it on tna yesterday the the importance of a healthy industry to allow these people to grow oh you got a christmas present tyler bates on the main roster now um but your your example always is tyler bates just languishing in a developmental for doing nothing for a long time i think you can look at dolph ziggler as a very good example of, yeah. this, of what would have happened if dolph had been fired mm. if he'd have left wwe when drew and cody did he probably would have come back as a main event star mm. in WWE. Instead, he was in WWE and just remained a mid-carder for life. Mm. Even Kofi Kingston won the world, won the WWE title, but was mid-card for life, tag mm. guy for life. If he'd have gone out, would it have been a different story? But Cody and Drew being fired was the best thing that could have happened for them because they came back as bigger stars. And there was actually another segment later on in the show where there was a conversation two sides of a promo one of which i thought oh that was a stumble and the other side of the promo was someone who also had the beginnings of her dream went away and then came back and coming back found a fire um so we'll talk about that when we get there but it is it, it does speak to how how much this the, the system isn't the be all and end all and actually i find that quite weirdly inspiring that you know if it doesn't the course of life doesn't take it away mm -hmm. it's about the opportunities that you follow along the way rather yeah. than you know so uh, yeah I, there was a really really dynamic segment very slow segment in many ways but one that same as you got me really excited and then that benefits drew mm. like a slow segment like that because i think that's how he gets his character over just that little bit more mm. um but what i love about this it didn't just get me hope for the rumble it makes you think about wrestlemania possibilities yeah. and this is what we were talking about in the office earlier i i think this is an incredibly exciting rumble because there are a, a, quite a few options you could go with for winners we've mentioned punk we've mentioned cody there's also the rock and you know the rock coming back two weeks ago seemingly was there to set up a match with roman reigns which is it's either a case of he was there to set up a match with roman reigns or he was there to do what the rock always does which is tease a match with roman reigns then never do it yeah oh, the timing didn't work the, out the timing didn't work out i you know i didn't get i, I was supposed have, to do it last year i didn't have an, i didn't have enough time to get in shape yeah the year that i had to get in shape or you know whatever nonsense he wants to pedal with whoever he's being interviewed with jimmy fallon or whatever um pat mcafee so you've got those sort of three options there, but you've also then got like, okay, well, if one of them isn't winning, what are they doing? And what I loved about the Drew and Punk segment last week, and this is what I, I was talking about on last week's show, is that I, it made me want to see Punk versus Drew. Mm. This week's segment, what it, made, it made me want to see Punk versus Cody. Sorry, uh, Drew versus Cody. And I was like, oh, that's actually really interesting because you've now got the possibility of if Cody wins the Rumble, you could do punk versus drew as like one of your other big time matches on wrestlemania mm. if punk wins the rumble you could do cody versus Drew as one of your other big time wrestlemania matches you're almost setting up drew here to be a consolation prize even if you're not winning the rumble you've got a really good story you could do going into it and i think cody versus drew is it more interesting because the punk drew one's also fascinating but the cody drew one given their similar histories and their similar stories could be a really really interesting match for wrestlemania and that's great because that doesn't mean that if you don't win the rumble then there's there's nothing on the table for you you're actually setting up other avenues that wrestlers can go down and I, so i pitched the idea you could have as your wrestlemania card rock versus roman for the blue universal championship seth versus punk for the world title and cody versus drew in a 
WrestleMania main event. Mm. I mean, this is why I've been saying for a while this WrestleMania feels like it's got the potential to be an all-timer because when they've talked about, oh, the various different main events, well, on this one, you've got two nights worth and also it feels like there are several different main event options and I, I refuse to see them, like, as a consolation prize. When Punk left in 2014, the, his match with Triple H was unsatisfactory to him because it wasn't, you know, in the main event. If punk doesn't main event one of the nights the other match that he's still in is still a pretty high profile match the the, the company and the the level of stars that they've built and the stories that they're telling at the moment has built themselves to the point where they can offer you on a plate next next week we're seeing a match that i'm gonna be like yeah give me give me that match not seeing a match sorry we're seeing a, a face-off between cody and punk and i'm like there's another one. I've, I've thought about that before. And that sets up the idea, if Drew wins the Rumble, mm. the consolation prize then would be Cody versus Punk. So there are so many, and I think that's why this sort of a moose bougie thing, I'm, all, I'm like, yeah, go on, show me them all. Love it. Let's see, let's see where yeah. it goes. And I'm not beholden to any of them until, really until uh, beginning of March. Because remember in 2001 with WrestleMania 17, um, you, the, the two people in the end of the, the Royal Rumble that year were The Rock and Steve Austin. So when you think about the it fact... Was, um, Steve Austin and Kane. Excuse me. My, my apologies to Kane, but you do questionable things these days, so I blocked you out of my memory. <laughs> the last three were Rock, Kane, and Austin. So they were both in the Royal Rumble. And then obviously they go on to be the most iconic main event of all time. You think you're special, you do. So like, there's a way to get to any of them. And this is the first year in a really long time, honestly, where I felt, oh, I don't, I don't actually know. Same here. And we'll find out the, the pieces that we're left with on saturday 27th that's what you want from a royal rumble yeah is and i, I we've used 2001 as our example it is the greatest rumble of all time um but one of the great strengths of that is that although it felt so obvious that austin was going to win it presented you a lineup where you're like um, but he might not though because mm. there's actually a lot of big stars in here that could win mm. and could very well go on to main event wrestlemania mm. so i i loved it for for that reason and i'm just looking at him being like this is the fun of the royal rumble i don't know who's going to win last year i was very sure that cody rhodes was winning yeah. and and he did the year before that i, I honestly i don't think he particularly cared and then brock when i was like all right great brock i guess but like you want that, like who is going to win the rumble? So twenty twenty is a good example of this, actually, where like I went into, I was like, I don't really know who's going to win this one. And then Drew won. You're like, that's great because mm. I didn't really think of that, but that's a really good option. I'm so so stoked for the rumble, and yeah. it's not just in the men's. The women's one's got the exact same uh, going in for it. We'll come to that when we get to it later on in the show. Mm. But I'm I'm super excited for that as well. Yeah, it's it's very simple. It's just present yourself with the smorgasbord of options, and your fans are going to want to bite. Yeah. Backstage, uh, Damien Priest walked up to R-Truth to tell him to stop selling his new Judgment Day t-shirt that's got R-Truth written on it. And because, and the reason why, Damien's like, look, it's not I'm pissed off about it. It's like, look, the, everyone else in the club's a little bit pissed off about you doing this, so could you pack it in? And Truth hands him a huge wad of cash. And Priest's like, what's this? And he's like, that's your cut of the merchandise that mm. I sold. And all of a sudden, Damien Priest's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, sell it. Just keep it quiet. Man. Yeah, like you know, don't don't make a big song and dance about it. Also, and you're in the tag match later on. Don't don't tag in. Yeah, there was something. Uh, 
Hello. Hello. Uh, the door just opened in a very threatening way. Oh, Sullivan's walked in here. What's Sullivan walked in for? I'm so sorry. I'm grabbing a microphone. Uh, oh, grabbing a microphone. microphone. He tried to sneak into here so we wouldn't get disrupted in our show. You know when you... And instead we've disrupted ourselves. You know when you try and walk quietly into a room <laughs> and you end up making more noise and knocking everything over? Sullivan has come back at 11pm, yeah. drunk as a skunk, not trying to wake up mum and we won't notice. <laughs> but we noticed. But we noticed. Like Mr. Blobby on this morning. Exactly like Mr. Blobby on this morning. Yeah. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. <laughs> um, Bye, Sullivan. Bye, Sullivan. What was I saying? I can't remember. Just Sullivan, Sullivan distracted. Probably you. didn't matter. No, uh, the the uh, the joke with the cash. Yeah. Very, very funny. Very good. The repeating of the Tom and Nick Mysterio one. Oh. That's I had the exact same thing. I didn't want to be that guy, oh. but when he did the Tom and Nick Mysterio the Tom and Nick Mysterio joke again, I did think. No, don't don't do it again. When I was a child, my fa- I might have told this story before. My favorite joke was about a wide-mouthed tree frog. And the joke basically goes, there's a wide-mouthed tree frog hopping through the jungle. He meets a giraffe. He says, I'm a wide-mouthed tree frog and I eat flies. What do you eat? And the giraffe says, oh, I eat leaves. And he carries on down and he meets a, 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 another animal, blah, blah, blah. Until he ultimately meets a lion. And I'm a wide-mouthed tree frog and I eat flies. What do you eat? And the lion goes, I eat wide-mouthed tree frogs. And the wide-mouthed tree frog goes... We well, don't see many of those around, do you? And it's just, it's funny. It's a nice short little joke. It's whatever. Yeah. As a child, I was like, the way to make this joke better, more animals. He answered <laughs> villagers. This story goes on for about you, an hour. You want to do the aristocrats. Basically, yeah. Um, but that's not how comedy works. I learned this as I grow. I learned this as I got older. So um, that's what's happening here. I'm like, don't, and, and Michael Cole is, is, we'll get onto it when we get to the match a bit later on. Michael Cole is the worst conduit for this comedy. <laughs> Last week's R-Truth video was one of the funniest things I've seen in a very long time. The inclusion of R-Truth in the um, the Judgment Day graphic when they come down to the ring, which I didn't see. It was only on Twitter that I saw it. I was like, that is very funny. The money thing mm-hmm. was funny. Not having any money for JD McDonough is also very funny. Yeah. Well, he's not part of the group. Just doing the joke again and then, and then having the joke take longer and then be like, no, no, but the joke was this. No, no, the joke was this. I'm like, no. <laughs> No, I did enjoy this. I also enjoyed him dropping the money later on, yeah, which yeah, I, I don't that think great. I don't think he was supposed to do because no. they had a massive replay of it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Judgment Day, the B team took on DIY. Um, this match was well long. Yeah, I mean, and and it was only really good in the final thirds. Yeah, it, it was, was good. Yeah, but it was just long. Yeah, it was like I thought the action was it was simple tag action. Yeah. It, it's that formulaic, you know north american tag wrestling style which is where you build the hot tag and the heels cut off the the baby face from getting that hot tag but once it actually got into that hot tag the crowd like went nuts for it and they really got into it there was a this is awesome chance and they won with the diy meet in the middle um i thought champa's hot tag was very very good Mm. and like for me though the, the this match is a testament to the booking philosophy of Triple H that we talked about a lot on this show, which is that like you put these people out on TV and they might not get reactions now, but in five weeks' time after they've been on TV for five weeks getting impressive wins, then they are over. Mm. Yeah. It's almost as if wins and losses do matter. <laughs> um, and this is like, you know, this is proof of the pudding in this. This crowd were into DIY. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it, it was good. You know they were they were they were there for it from the beginning because there was a Johnny Wrestling chant right as the bell rang. So it's like they were they were predisposed to be here for this match. Yeah. So then when they were delivered a good match, especially by the end, it was like yeah, nice. Mm. 
can I can I whisper a joke to you? Because I, I I haven't I've I've said it out loud a handful of times over the years, but every time I've done it, I've I've been met with a sort of like that. I don't think that joke is as funny as you think it is. Okay. I don't know. That is foul. <laughs> That's the reaction. I'm disappointed. That's in you. the reaction, right? I didn't like that. <laughs> you don't, I, I'm not going to repeat it. Something's a sacred league. Okay. <laughs> My wife hates that joke. I bet she does. <laughs> Anywho, that joke would have killed in like Zoo magazine in uh, 2004. Right? I'm pretty sure that's where I read it. <laughs> of course, you did. Um. Earlier, speaking of putting tag teams on TV uh, and not being over the first time you put them out, but they will be in five weeks' time, The Way were backstage with Adam Pearce and they said, like, hey, look, we're ready for the, the, the tag team titles. And Chelsea Green and Piper Niven walked in and were like, no, I actually should have won last week, but that stupid incompetent ref was slow to count. So I, we won a match as well. And Adam Pearce was like, well, you know what? You two have a match now. And it's sort of seen as a number one contendership match for the tag titles. Speaking of uh, building to your WrestleMania matches, we're getting there with the, with the Alders and Pierce thing because Pierce, <laughs> in direct contrast with Alders, needs to get control of this show. What Nick Alders is doing over on SmackDown, I think, is really interesting. Like his business of standing up to the bloodline in a way that is like, I'm sorry, Adam Pierce may have let you do whatever you want, but I'm not going to do mm. that. You know, is very in contrast with. Adam Pierce being harassed between these two sets of, and I don't know if they, I don't know if they still do different writing teams for SmackDown and Raw. I think they do, um, but the Raw team have a different approach to the general manager role than the SmackDown team does. Apparently, sometimes Adam Pierce just needs that drink. Sometimes he just needs a drink, but like he has no real control over his his show, and I found that quite interesting. For a second, I thought you were going to say we're putting those pieces in place for the women's tag showcase. No, I mean we are, but no. Um, Candice and Indy had a promo video I and sure they weren't did. talking about fairies and that made me really happy. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, like, you know, they got a video package ahead of time to put them over and then they beat uh, Green and Niven in about three minutes. Yeah. Um, bit of a messy match, but I give, it did what it needed to do, which was give the way a win on TV. And I quite like the double team Lion Salt move that they've got going yeah. on. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Indy and Chelsea had matching gear and that confused me. Didn't they just? Yeah. When they got in, I was like, they're wearing the same coloured gear. Yeah, I, that was that was a, a, probably an oversight in the uh, seamstress department, but yeah, um, yeah it was. It, I, I, this was perfectly fine for three minutes. What It did what it did. Yeah. Um, I have more to say about the other women's tag match that comes later on. Um, we had a video package for Nia Jax to kind of put over her chances of winning the Royal Rumble and the domination that she is currently on and it cuts backstage and Judgment Day are watching that video package and Rhea's looking a little bit concerned I mm. guess because you know she doesn't really kind of what Nia was saying last week you don't want to have a singles match with me you are trying to get away from having a singles match and all the Rhea really is like no I'm the bloody best mate she did she had a look on her face that was like actually I don't think I do want to have a singles yeah. match uh, with Nia Jax right now and Damien Priest walks in and Finn's like where have you been? Damien's like Getting this. Getting my coin. Getting my coin yeah. from, from our truth. And Finn was like initially kind of pissed off about this. And he was like, do I have some? And then JD's like, do I have some? Well, JD's like, no, he's not part of this group. We should stop him from, from doing all of this. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, you know, more stuff with Judgment Day and our truth I'm enjoying the truth and Judgment Day stuff. I am too very much. Do you reckon that JD McDonough is a little bit bothered in real life that he's not on any <laughs> of the t-shirts? 
Like they all they made this run of t-shirts and then added JD Madonna to the team and so yeah. that all the t-shirts are already out of date, but they're like, ah no, we've printed them now. We're not gonna put you on any of them. Yeah. The graphic design is my yeah. passion, so uh, I but I haven't got time to put another name on there. Yeah. Ludwig Kaiser introduced Gunther and it was nice to see Imperium just being Imperium. This was big time. Wasn't it just? Yeah. This is what you've been missing from Gunther because we've been fannying about <laughs> with trying to break this team up. Mm. Like idiots in a writer's room being like maybe we should try to break this group up dissension equals drama no just to keep this group as awesome as they are and gunther like the promo was a little bit like smells a little bit around here which is not the gunther i like but he had a very good point which is last year i was the best man in that royal rumble mm-hmm. and i was one elimination away from winning the whole thing so this year i'm in the royal rumble again and the same and it's not going to happen again i'm going to win it this year and he got a Cody Rhodes chant taking yeah. place. Great. Because Cody is famously not the guy and not over. Anyway. Is that directed at anyone in particular or just... The entirety of the internet. It's not the entirety of the internet. No, but the comments didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns to Kaiser and he's like, what you've been doing the last couple of weeks is great. Yeah. You've just been battering people and I love it. Give me a big hug. And I'm like, yes, lovely. Yeah. Just have them on it's the same dad hug. Oh. This is delightful. And Xavier Woods made his return. Mm-hmm. And Woods came in and was like, and it was, you know, it's Xavier Woods. He's holding the microphone like he usually does in that Woods way. But this was a serious, like, no, you done hurt my boy last week. And mm. I'm really going to mess you up for that now. Thankfully, they were both in their gear. So they were able to have a match. And the match was like, you know, it was pretty actually like heated between the two of them. But it ended in a DQ because Kaiser was going to do the chair stuff that he did to uh, Kofi last week. But instead it was, Xavier Woods that used the chair instead. And they had this brawl around ringside and Kaiser was going to do that run around drop kick into the stairs. But Woods was already up and Woods chased him up. And Ludwig Kaiser looked a bit scared of like, oh, I might have made an error last week. Mm. And he pegged it. Yeah, this uh, confused me a little bit, I'll be honest with you. Because mm. I really liked the beginning part of the segment. And then uh, when Kofi comes, uh, sorry, when Xavier comes out to defend Kofi's honor kind of thing, I was like, oh, I like, I like where this is going. I like that it seems like they've taken the uh, difficult opportunity of, you know, uh, Vinci's having a, a concussion in the middle of the match and turning it into a story and having a bit of... Because this couldn't have been part of the plan, you know. I really enjoyed it. I think that booking on the fly in that way is really good. But then the match didn't need to happen. There didn't need to be a match here, I thought. And when we, we've talked a lot about, like, pacing your show out and finding space for other things and giving more time to other things. This was like two or three segments when it really could have just been either one or, you know, um, have have I personally would have just had Kaiser completely decimate Woods as well and keep that momentum going and take out the new day. And so that when, you know, you can have a rumble return spot with Kofi coming in to save Xavier, like, you know, particularly because like after this, uh, you had a segment where Woods was going to be interviewed by Byron Saxton, but mm. Ludwig Kaiser attacked him backstage and Jey Uso made the save. So if you'd have done the Kaiser beatdown of Woods the same as he did, but Jay made the save here. Yeah. So you can then build to the Jay versus Kaiser match and then Jay versus Gunther for the IC title at WrestleMania. Mm. Although it's not going to be Jay versus Jimmy, isn't it? Um, you know, you could have done something along those, right? Yeah, it's, like it's that? Where, is that what you're kind of getting to? Yes, I think it was just an ineffective use of the time and an ineffective use of the segment, personally. I, I kind of liked it. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't not like it, and I think that these two have good chemistry, and Woods always pulls out a great match, and, and there was something about the, the sort of, like, the bloody rabid mouth. look on his face yeah. as well that really blood makes wrestling me. better. Well, uh, yeah, in this case it did. Um, <laughs> I, all, I just felt like, use your 
time differently that I didn't think the match was ever going to end anyway, other than a disqualification or a counter. And it was going to, I felt like I knew exactly where this was going to go. So why not just get there and then use the time differently elsewhere? Um, this was maybe not the show for that. There were, there were, there was nowhere where I was like, that could have used more time if that makes sense. But um, yeah. We had a uh, backstage promo from Bronson Reed. This is the one that our alt chat was referring to earlier, which seemed seemingly I read as like a promo on Gunther. Well, this was it. Cause I it basically said in the promo, one of you have a championship and I'm coming for it kind of thing. Yeah. And I was going to make a joke about a, a lesser championship that he's going to go for, but I actually think they've done a pretty good job of a streamlining all of their belts and B making all of their belts seem valuable to the point where the only joke I can make is the NFC heritage cup. And I'm like, even that I don't really think is an appropriate, it doesn't land the punchline. I'm going to, I only presumed it was Gunther because he's already said, yeah, like he's already kind of had his eyes on that a little bit. And remember they were going to do a fatal four way. Yeah. They were talking about having ideas for, for the intercontinental championship. And then I, I assume Gunther had a baby and they had to yeah, change he went, that he went away for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, but they haven't. So, so maybe that, maybe that's a match, at, uh, elimination chamber. I mean, he's Australian or that's is it, or is he New Zealand? No, he's Australian. We've had, I swear we've had this. We We've had this conversation before. before and the chat corrected us. I'm going to find out. Um, I'm pretty sure I said he was Kiwi, but I, I'm pretty sure he's from yeah, Auckland. The chat will know. But either way, there's your match for the That's Revolution Chamber. Oh, wait, he can't go there yet because he's still got his... Um, yeah, we don't know if he's going to be at the chamber. Gunther's think- still got his visa issues. They, his visa issues are done in a couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple of months, rather. Just double check because I've, I've said it now. What, Bronson Reed? Yeah. He's Australian. He is Australian. I was yeah. right. Where's he from? Adelaide. Adelaide, not Auckland. Because no, Auckland's Auckland in New, New Zealand. Zealand. That's, where I got, that's where I just confused myself. Um, geography was not one of my strong suits <laughs> at, at, at school. Like a lot of subjects, um, geography was not one of my strong suits. What was your strongest subject? Uh, drama. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. I got a B at drama yeah. at um, GCSE and a C at A level. Oh. I got an A in Italian. Did you really? Prego. I got a B in German uh-huh. at GCSE, uh, but I did not do it for A level. So I got uh, four Bs, one C, three Ds, and a U mm. at GCSE, and I got a C and two Es at my A levels. And those two Es, let me tell you, really reflected the effort that I put into my <laughs> studies. <laughs> I got a BCD. Do you know what my D was in? Media studies. Do you know what my degree is in? Media, media studies. Oh, that's a lie. Media studies. Because I got a C in media studies. I got an E in drama. Yeah. I got an E in drama and an English lit. And I got a C in media studies. Um, but I got a B in drama at GCSE. And he got an A star in living it up. <laughs> <laughs> I got an A star in Smash Brothers Brawl. Is what I, <laughs> Smash Brothers Melee, in fact, is what I got an A star in. I bet and, you and did. smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did really well with that in my A-levels. Um, not going to classes. Um, it's amazing I, I ended up in the place I'm in now. Do your studies, kids. Or this could be you. This, I mean, yeah, you don't want to end up like me, honestly. <laughs> I, I would I would stick with school. It's, it's much better for you. It's what I'll be telling my kid. Um, up next, we had Akira Tozawa versus Ivar. So, you know, the joke here is that he's the big guy in Ivar. Mm-hmm. He's going to squash the little man Akira Tozawa. He's bitten off more than he can chew as Akira Tozawa. We've seen this over the last few weeks. But what Ivar had not banked on was Maxine being really sexy. Did she ringside. pull a full Deborah? She did. She did a Deborah ringside. Yeah. She shaked her butt yeah. and wiggled her hips. And Ivar went, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and Akira Tozawa used this as an opportunity to hit, hit a sunset flip powerbomb. Mm. And he won. Yeah. This was utterly 
fine television this particular segment that was a bit weird i didn't think it was necessary i like ivar could have just squashed azara and we'd be in exactly the same place because the post-match beatdown was that yeah okay well you know this is one of my least favorite things in the world of professional wrestling which yeah. is that you beat someone uh in this case ivar and then afterwards valhalla headbutts maxine and ivar does the doom salt anyway mm. so who's the real winner tazawa is the winner he he's the one who won the match especially when we got the segment that happened immediately afterwards which is chad gable is going to have a match with ivar next week to avenge akira tazawa which is so who, funny because who beat him because this is where we got uh chad gable's big hot run last year it was a program with the viking raiders where ultimately it was chad gable was the one who he had to sort of beat so maybe we are heating chad back up for the don't wrestlemania get, don't spot. get your hopes up my hopes are permanently up for chad gable he is in that wrestlemania four-way showcase <laughs> tag match no it's to Zauer and uh and the other one otis <laughs> they're gonna be in the showcase and chad gable is gonna be in a fatal 19 way with all the other people that could have beaten gunther this year including sheamus okay here's my alternative pitch for you it's actually going to be a trios match it's going to be chad otis and maxine versus ivar valhalla and Tazawa. Who switches sides and becomes a Viking instead of an Alpha Academy student? The world's littlest Viking, the little Viking that could. <laughs> yeah. Goodness me! That's my pitch. I hate it. That's got that's got <laughs> that's got WrestleMania pre-show written all over it. Um, can I do my other thing with this segment with Alpha Academy and the Diamond Mine? <laughs> Diamond Mine. Is that what they're called? No, it's I can't just remember. The Creed and Ivy Nile. That's the they're, they're, they were Diamond Mine in in NXT. Yeah, yeah. but I they're thought, not the Diamond Mine here. Well, they are in my mind. In your diamond, my diamond mind. <laughs> Why did Ivy come in so hot? <laughs> she just burst into the. They're all having like, oh, this is really sad. Sorry, Maxine. Then Ivy comes in. She's like, enough! <laughs> I will speak to Adam Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> she was so angry. Well, she was. Did you see what Valhalla did to, oh, to poor Maxine? <laughs> so she was much. really angry at her. Sorry to anyone listening on headphones. But I feel like. Um, this, that was just so odd. You could have just been like, do you know what? I'm I'm annoyed at how upset you are. I'm going to go fix this. Here is what I will say about it that. It was great. Though. When that segment finished, I did have a thought of just like, oh no, we're going to have a Valhalla versus Maxine match on TV next week. And that's got ugly written all over it. Thankfully, it's Ivy Nile instead. So yeah. that should be a slightly more pleasant watch in no, terms of in-ring te like technique. We're saving Maxine for one really good move in there. In the, the Royal Rumble, Rumble and everyone yeah. was a big pot. Thank you, she's over the rope. That's yeah. going to be fine. Um, in between these things, I don't want to scooch over it, was the, was the announcement of Cody and Punk next week. Uh, if I may, KFC yum yum come get me some. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. That's going to be great. <sighs> um, we then had Rhea Ripley coming out for a promo advising whoever wins. The, like Basically what she was saying here is that like, Nia Jax, if you're going to win the Rumble, don't pick me. Mm. Go go to SmackDown and pick Pick your sky. Do not come for me because I don't want to have this match with you. Yeah. This was, so there's a really smart little segment here because Rhea's full of sort of this nerves of doubt of just like, I don't know if I've actually got the stones to beat Nia Jax. Mm. Out comes Becky Lynch instead. And Becky's kind of this really... I mean, I saw some people in the live chat earlier say that they thought this was the worst thing on the show. Becky and Rhea. Yeah, but I actually I quite liked Becky in this segment. And Becky's whole thing of just like, I'm, I'm the best at doing this mm. and actually funny enough so are you really we are the best at doing this game here in wwe but i have got this slight worry in the back of my mind that i'm not as good as you 
And all of a sudden, all of those nerves and that like paranoia and that sort of like worry that Rhea Ripley had was washed away where she was like, I am, I am the, I am mm. better than you. And Becky was like, do you know what? The only way for me to really like disprove that worry and show that I am better than you is to win the Royal Rumble, choose you for WrestleMania and beat you at WrestleMania for the world title. Yeah. And Rhea looks at him and is like, I hope that happens because she doesn't want the Nia match. I hope that does happen mm. and I'll see you at WrestleMania. I liked this segment as well. I I will say the beginning, this is the one I was talking about earlier on when you had two different people and, and Becky's the one who started as a wrestler. She had a bad experience, I think, at one point or a bad injury and then went away and was an air steward for a while and mm -hmm. did some stunt work and came back. And that's all part of the Becky story that for me made me latch on so heavily to her as a performer in that rise to being the man. Certainly when she came into NXT and they were like, do the Irish did jig. Did that's yeah. yeah. Um it it really was this, you know, she she had a dream, lost the dream, got it back and fought her way to make it. And I found that incredibly inspiring. And She's that's why fabulous episode of the Stone Cold podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to read her book and it's all gonna be in there. And and I think that um the contrast to that was Rhea, who in this segment stumbled a lot. There was a big moment where she had a complete brain collapse. The thing about Rhea Ripley is that she's got enough aura mm -hmm. that she can lean forward and, and you know, she's she can she she's also got something in her to carry it off. The slow, deliberate promo that is the WWE writing style, I find a little bit I I'm done with that now. And I, and so that's why when Becky comes out and says something that felt a little bit different. I was really all for it. And it kind of saved and lifted the segment back up for me because that line where she's giving it like, you know, we're both pretty dominant. You've had this incredible run. You're going from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. I'm going from, I, I main evented WrestleMania and won the main event, la la la. Was so similar in so many ways, but I don't, I think you might be better than me. And it was that, that specific wording, I'm worried you might be better than me, is so brilliant mm -hmm. as a as a as a hook for a story this is the first time i felt like this could be one of the mania main event options I've you've talked said, about it but yeah. for me it's been like well we're not we're not done anything about it other than a couple of stare downs back last summer now they've shown me that it could be even in amongst your five or six different men's main events you know they've given me enough to go oh let's see what happens then when we get to the royal rumble we'll again find out more when they had that stare down in the summer, I think that was when I said, that's your WrestleMania match. Because mm. that's the biggest match that you can do with Rhea Ripley yeah. as champion is her versus Becky. Yeah. And I was like, you don't do that at payback. Yeah. You don't do that. So you do that. That's your WrestleMania match right there. I think the only thing that pulled me back from it was the fact that Elimination Shape is happening in Australia. Where it's like, what's the biggest match you can put on for Rhea Ripley in Australia? So I think that's the Nia Jax match. I do now, because yeah, this think... is where the segment has put it into the WrestleMania. But kind of what I was saying about with the Drew and Cody segment earlier, this paints you the idea of like, well, yeah, Nia could win because they have been teasing this singles match between Nia and Ripley for a while now. So you could have Nia Jax win the Rumble and it's Nia versus Rhea at WrestleMania, mm. the match that Rhea doesn't really want to have because mm. that's the match she's worried about. Um, or you can have Becky be Becky two-time and Becky win the Royal Rumble and she goes on to WrestleMania. But then there's the SmackDown side of things. Because I think the men's side of things is very much raw. Yes. A SmackDown star is not winning the Royal Rumble this year. I'm trying, I'm thinking, I'm rattling through the roster in my head and I don't think there's a single one. I don't think, particularly because as you mentioned, 
AJ, Randy, and LA Knight being in the title match, kind of like that's three of the top stars out. Like it's Ken, Kevin Owens is busy in the United States title. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's, it's not going to be Karrion Cross. It's mm-hmm. not going to be Bobby Lashley or Austin Theory mm-hmm. or um, the, you know, the SmackDown Miz, Grayson Waller. It's not going to be any of them. So it's going to be someone on Raw. So when I'm looking at the women's side of things, I'm like, well, Nia and Becky seem like two front runners. But there's also Bailey over on the SmackDown side of things because she's got the story with damage control. And I don't know if you have both of your Rumble winners be on the Raw brand or you want to split them or what you want to do. But that's the fun of this year's Royal Rumble. I, I feel like I'm a broken record and apologies if people are sick of me saying this, but that's what's the fun of this year's Royal Rumble is there's lots of genuine potential winners and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've kind of got my heart set on it being Becky, but I want to see Bailey win. I, I think Bailey's going to win it. I think there is another way to get Becky into the pit. It's Becky Lynch. Yeah, you know, well, she... yeah, that's that's what the chamber's there for. Like, yeah. it, it's it's a genuine. I am not the biggest fan of. Well, we'll just decide the number one contender in this elimination chamber instead, because I think that negates the point of the rumble. Yeah, I think there's something to be argued it's, it's that the second sl- chance city. Let's say it goes down to Becky Ann Bailey, and she came second, and she was that close, and she goes, "I want it, and I'm going to fight for it." And Pierce says, "Yeah, go on then." Like, there's something yeah, to do that. that. Surely that also negates the point of the Royal sure, Rumble as well. Yeah, because, but like, you don't the get, whole I, point of winning the Royal Rumble is you get a world title shot at WrestleMania. But if you come second in the Royal Rumble, you get a world title shot at WrestleMania. So surely just being in the Rumble gets well, you a world title is, shot at WrestleMania. It's just like being two belts. That's <laughs> and, your main and that problem. Is, and being, you know, yeah, two belts across both things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so that, that, that's my only thing. But I, I agree with you yeah. in principle. Yeah. Um. We had Jackie interviewing Seth Rollins, and then the Awesome Truth took on the Judgment Day. Miz made his entrance, but Truth came out with the Judgment Day, despite the fact he's tagging with the Miz. The Miz was like, what are you doing? You're on my team. Truth fumbled all of his money to the floor because he was trying to give everyone their handout, gave Finn some money, gave Priest some more money, gave Dominic his cut, and there was no money for JD. His name's not on the merchandise. Also, you're not part of the group. I beat you in that match, which means you had to leave the Judgment Day. Why are you still here? Mm. And the central comedy of this match was R-Truth kept doing moves to Finn Balor, but he didn't want to do moves to Finn Balor. Balor would quite happily do moves to R-Truth. Damian Priest not really getting involved. R-Truth struggling to get the hot tag to The Miz. But it builds to R-Truth hits Finn with the scissors kick. So he has the match won and was like, oh no, I don't want to pin him because he's on my team. I don't want to do that. And Damian Priest was like, your fun comedy shtick was endearing for, you know, a brief moment, but now it's time for you to get chokeslammed. Yeah. So he hits the south of Evan and Finn pins him. We're, this might be your extra match for the for the Rumble, which is the Awesome Truth might have a tag team title win. If they could build myself to an Awesome Truth... But they just lost. I know, but that's not... They, they could have won it because he didn't want to pin Finn. Right. You know, so they got the visual of the whatever. And they were talking about on commentary that the Miz would like to reunite Awesome Truth and go because they'd never won the tag titles when they were a tag team all those moons ago. I think we have to very seriously consider the idea of Awesome Truth winning the tag titles at WrestleMania, uh, which in the I mean, year of yeah. our Lord 2024 is a hilarious sentence to say. Um, it's, it's also not the worst idea in the world. It isn't the worst idea in the world. But like, if you get me to the point where I want to see it, then congratulations, Triple H. You are Booker of the Year. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you yeah, will yeah. be in the final. I think, um, d- like I said, Michael Michael Cole is not the conduit for this comedy. There's something about his his. No. Do you remember when Mike- funny man Michael Cole? <laughs> do you remember? I, I I I do rag on commentary a lot sometimes, and it is an incredibly hard job. So I like I, to 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 have it said in public on camera. Um, I watched some uh, Major League Soccer the other day. 
Um, and Kevin Patrick commentates on MLS. Does he really? He is very good. He is a very good soccer commentator. Why he can't transfer yeah. that over to WWE, I don't know. It's a different beast. But to give him his due, he is very good at commentary. So it is a difficult job, and I rag on them. With that said, Michael Cole here is giving me JBL. Like he's giving <laughs> JBL. Do you remember when Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis debuted, mm. and they were trying to get over this like act or whatever? And the first thing you get is Mike is JBL going. He took her name. And it like buried everything immediately. Yeah. It was over. It's giving because he was cuckold. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like. Yeah, it, that's not what a cuckold is. No, but you, we, we were like, well, the okay, the gimmick is over, kind of thing. Yeah. Immediately, that's kind of what Michael Cole's doing. He's like, I don't know what's going on with with our truth. For some reason, he's not selling it. Like, and I, if this were the attitude era, Jr. wouldn't be burying this in the same way. He, I'm sure he'd be burying it in another way. But um, like when he, Grandmaster is sexy, um, <laughs> but like. Yeah, I, I don't know. That aside, I enjoyed everything else in there, and that's why I'm looking at WrestleMania being like, yeah, go on, then I'll watch that. Why not? I, I mean, I take your point, and I don't disagree with you on the Michael Cole thing, um, but I've been recently re-listening to the Attitude Era podcast review of The Rock's Return, so like that WrestleMania period of time, when, which was Rock and Cena versus The Awesome Truth. Right. Um, I will take this Michael Cole over that Michael Cole. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because that Michael Cole would make this actively worse. Yeah, Michael Cole is a is a very good commentator on his day to to give him his due. Like only Kevin Patrick. Apparently he is because he's now doing it on his own, mm. which was a three count prediction that I had. Um, the the word is this is sink or swim now. Yeah, it's like you we've taken off your Michael Cole water wings. Let's yeah. see what happens. And look, it is a hard job. I, Adnan Verg. Like Adnan Verg, Jimmy Smith, who I think did a decent job, but wasn't the best. Like, you know, there's so many... I like Jimmy Smith. Right. Like, is it Jimmy Smith? Or no, was it's it... not it's Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, I, was... Jimmy, Jimmy Smith is an actor. We did this every single time. I know. Jimmy Smith is in uh, West Wing and Star Wars. Clones, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every week, Luke! <laughs> God's sake. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, we had Nakamura cutting a promo as well. I actually I forgot this happened when I did my edited review. Yep. I've only just remembered it now. Uh, but Nakamura cut a promo entering himself into the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, I, I've got to agree with my uh, our friends over at the Wrestle Club. It's hard to buy Nakamura as a serious threat because his gimmick is... I start fusing and I lose them. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna chat Japanese about you, and then I'm gonna have a match with you where I kind of phone it in, and then maybe one good match, and then it's over. And then and then I just lose, and then yeah. I'm just gonna be like, well, now I'm hungry. It's like hungry for what? It's More L. It's a very weird thing because the character and the work in the promos and the artwork they put in. Oh, I love it. Like it's great. But then he has a match, <laughs> like you know. Um. I was then ready for the main event. Yeah. But we had another match to get in here. It was Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark versus Tegan Knox and Natalia. Mm-hmm. It went about four minutes and um, Baszler and Zoe won. Yeah, this was where I had uh, sort of more to say. And it's that I don't think this division is working. Controversial. Um, <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Strong feelings there from Dan Layton. And it's not for lack of trying. Like, I, I respect that they're putting all these people out there. They've, they've stuck with these partnerships. They are in some... Like, Baser and Stark feel like they make sense to me. They're both similar in the sense of they're like tough women, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tegan and Natty had that sort of thing back then. But when I look at 
this match take place, and we got the way the Party Girls, Piper and Chelsea, who I love more and more with each week. Should say as well, the Party Girls were watching backstage with both of these yes, tag matches. They were. Um, so like they're they're doing the work for it, and I appreciate that. Plus, we've still got the um, damage control situation over on SmackDown. We've also got uh, the witches who popped up in the middle of that match out of presence and then haven't been seen since. They're having a tag match on um, SmackDown. Yes, it's, it's them versus the Party Girls with oh, the tag titles. I thank believe. God for that. Um, they they exist. I think, I think that's right. Go, you, you carry on. I'll, I'll double check. It's just the thing of like, I think all of these women are incredibly good in various different ways. And I actually did enjoy this match. And I thought that moment where Shayna Baszler uh, had the had the clutch in, Natty rolls her up for a pin. So Baszler sort of rolls through and just wrenches Natty back was mm. great. It was really good, really good visual. I also think, I just think Natty's in the best shape of her career. I think she's a really good hand. I would rather see it be like a singles mid-card situation. The tag division just doesn't seem to be getting the flow. And I don't know what it needs to get the flow. Um, but I, I think back to that little period of time when Becky was the NXT champ and she was defending left, right and center, doing the rounds, all of this stuff. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And it got me excited each week to see the women's division. Yeah, And I think there needs to be something more interesting to do with someone like natalia than have her stand on the rope and shout tegan to an audience who aren't responding and that's not an insult to natty or to tegan it's just again that thing of like well why should i care yeah this division isn't as hot as as you want me to believe that it is but i but i think uh, I, I i i love the idea of natty being like the godmother of this division and she's like well i'll you know get in the ring with you and chew you up kind of thing i think she's got i she had that great match with ria this past within the past calendar year like there's so much you can do, and I'd I'd like to see it. I think we're. I'm certainly past the Natalia thing. Now. I don't necessarily want to see her be a champ. I want, to, but I like seeing her. I'm well, Yeah, we we've been. I mean, surely we're building to a whole like her and Tegan have a split, and we have a Tegan and Natalia. I think match, that's my but question. I, but I think Are we? But I we think we've passed that point as well. I also can't find any confirmation. Did I make up that the the witches are having a tag title match on SmackDown? You had a dream. I'm pretty sure they said that on commentary, but it's not on WWE.com, and I've Googled it, and it doesn't appear to exist on there either. Can someone in the chat? Yeah, did I make that up, or or am I wrong? Pass. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was fine. Um, fun fact. Uh, there was about as much in-ring wrestling uh, on the for the women's division as there was on Collision in well, their one okay. match. Do better. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to the the moving stuff around within your show and finding time. And that's also probably the reason that I don't. I'm not excited by this um, division. And actually, to echo a point or to repeat rather a point that we said yesterday, when people sit there and go, "Your best people should be on the show," and you say, "Do better," and it's like, "Well, it's you know whatever." It's opportunity, and if you're only given snippets, then you can't get over. And mm. I think that, and you can't get. You got to be able to get the reps in. Yeah. Um. And that's what. That's why I think that. I think that we got some really good stuff in like September, October, when Becky was having that NXT Women's Title run. Really good. More of that. Yeah. More and, of that. And, and and you'll be flying. Uh, I believe I was right. Uh, it is happening on SmackDown this week. Great. Great. Um. Abracadabra. And then we had our main event with Jinder versus Seth. Uh, I had this episode four out of five. I thought this was a very, very good episode of uh, Raw. It just like uh, coming out of it, I was like, I'm excited to see the Rumble. Mm. You know, and it's we're only a week away from the Rumble. It's a week on Saturday, and I'm dead excited for the Rumble. And two of the big segments on this show, the Cody and Drew one and the Becky Rhea one, got me excited for Rumble. Got me excited for WrestleMania. Like I'm just I'm I'm fully on board at the moment. And I, as I said, I thought the final third of that main event was was tremendously good. Um, and yeah, it was a, a good show. I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I thought I'd give it, I'd give it a thumbs up. 
but I, I can't say I was writing home about it. Mm. You know, if I missed it, I wouldn't feel sad. Uh, yeah, I think you could. This, you could watch it in highlights. So, yeah, I mean, you could watch the YouTube highlights of yeah. the show and, and kind of get the full experience. But yeah, I, I had a good time yeah. on the show. Well, thank you all so much for watching. We're going to shout out our special Patreon pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Uh, next week, myself and Oliver Davis will be sitting down with uh, to review uh, Royal Rumble 2014, which will be then released the week after that. We've also got an After Dark coming out on Patreon soon. Plus, that Wrestle Talk Extra might be the start of something new. Or maybe there'll be a podcast. Uh, over on Patreon to tease what that could be. Goodness me. We went musical there for a second. I did. Well, I went high school musical, in fact. Um, and if you are one of our $25 uh, above Patreon play challenge, you get your name read out on these uh, on this show like these fine folks. The movie Luca's never seen. Selena. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzaferro. The Soul Survivor, 1993. The Incredible Tarzo. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Huh, the Rick Petch. Tony Jabroni. Trev Dog 316. Commentator of the Century, Vince Phillips. Willie. Willie Big E Singleton. The Lumberjack. XX Logs XX. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Uh, and rue the day, Rory O'Brien Kelly. That is your Hall of Fame class for Tuesday, the 16th of January 2024. I can also now confirm there are just Five tickets remaining for our live show, our watch party for the Royal Rumble. It is going to be such a fun night. We've got a load of cool stuff planned for it. Um, in Quizzle May, uh, uh, Survival Series, rather, is... Oh, it's so close to being sold out again. There's only a few tickets left for that as well. Goodness so gracious. do click the link and get involved. Speaking of clicking links, why not get uh, your name uh, read out on the air with your question or statement? Go to restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of your old chats above the five US dollar amounts. Like these one, folks. Geek of Arabia said, Raw was pretty solid for the most part, but I have to say that Judgment Day AR graphic with R-Truth composited into it killed me laughing for a whole 10 minutes and was the best part of the show for me. R-Truth is a treasure. Give him the Hall of Fame, please. What a career. <laughs> well, Ollie, 2001 Luke Ollie jokes well 2000 he came in did he? yeah he was in the final page I think he's in Armageddon 2000 as with Road Dog getting rowdy cripes um, and obviously then he went to TNA and became NWA World champion he did yeah great little run he had as the truth yeah um, before he then came back as Archery um, but yeah like Ollie was actually saying today he was watching segments of the 2001 Royal Rumble mm. for an upcoming episode of TLC and he was like he just looks exactly the same he really does he said if you told me he was a time traveller I would believe you and I said well that's what getting rowdy will do for you that's where he's been before he came but he was off time travelling elsewhere he had yeah. to come back yeah. gotta come back with me um Joseph says, hello, I'm really fed up of Seth's title run. So, you know, that's not chat saying that, not me. Don't get too heated, <laughs> comment section. Um, Roman gets a lot of slack for his matches being all the same, but Seth's are just as formulaic and don't have the story to back them up. I honestly cannot wait for him to lose this title and go off for a bit. It's just interesting because... Um, I don't know. I have no idea who this person is, really. Oh, John Alba. John Alba, yeah. I, it's just a name that I see pop up. Yeah. He does the uh, the Hardys podcast. 
journalist. Ah, but he's like right. a wrestling journalist. Well, he good lad is John. He tweeted uh, last night that he doesn't say enough how good Seth Rollins is as a wrestler. So swing the roundabouts. Everyone has their own tastes. You know, I, I personally feel that his. Um, I, I am also a bit sort of bored of the title run, but I don't necessarily know how much of that is Seth and how much of it is that. I'd just like to see a title change now and again, you know? I think it is, a, for me, like, why this, this title is not, like, connecting or this run is not connecting, I think it is a combination of, it's, it's mostly presentation. Mm -hmm. It's not really Seth's in-ring work that I'm not vibing with, but the presentation of the title, it doesn't feel like it is the World Heavyweight Championship. I still don't really like the look of the belt. But, like, it's just, it's not doing anything for me. It feels like a secondary title. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think part of that presentation is WWE hammering home. No, he's the top guy and he is the workhorse champion. He's the working man's champion. And I don't buy it. Yeah. Well, that's a personal thing for me. I also think that possibly there is a, a, an element of, you know, the situation with his back, however real that was, there's the situation with his knee now. Maybe like lose the belt and go on a break for a while and come back I, I'm always advocating for wrestlers to have time off and come back because mm. remember when Drew came back at Money in the Bank and we were all living for it yeah like you know this, give people a break now and again it's good for them Kuzu on the subject of the Rumble there are so many great choices for the winner but do you think if Cody won twice it would be a good way of easing tension uh, of the Rock taking his spot winning the Rumble would ensure Cody's place Rock or no Rock I mean it would certainly uh, give a little bit of spice and flavor to the idea of the rock um the fact that there has been precisely zero follow-up has me questioning and, and the reports that roman isn't going to be present in either uh elimination chamber or backlash has me going well maybe that that match will be saved for a summer slam or, or saudi arabia or a saudi arabia it's got it's got saudi main event written all over it it does um i mean personally it has elimination chamber main event written all over it if you're going to try and fill out a stadium in australia like Brent, you could. Brent doesn't go in but, but that's what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. it, it's got that flavor to it but um yeah i i i i don't i don't want to see the rock and roman at wrestlemania i'm sorry i don't no no you want to see cody and I see my boy win the belt <laughs> i've been waiting i've done my waiting 12 months of it Hulkamania is coming up. Oh, 40 years of Hulkamania you is coming up. Must. You're <laughs> one of my favorite people in the world, but every time you bring up Hulkamania in 40 years, and, and, and I get so cross with you. I got burned by a thousand days. Hi, Terry. I know you're trying to sneak in. <laughs> Terry and How Sullivan. How are you coming back in... with something so massive and thinking Sullivan. you're not going to make any noise? I'm. We're live on the air, Sullivan and Terry. Not here. <laughs> Pay no attention to the fact that we should have finished 17 minutes ago. All right, Terry, what do you what do you think then? Atten says, calling it now, Punk and Larry versus Cody and Ferro will main events a Raw before Mania. What do you think of that? Uh, well, I think it's You think there's a chance of Punk tagging with his dog and yeah. Cody will also tag with his dog? I think it's your friend. And yeah. <laughs> and Terry, uh, just a quick one from me. Um, not from the comments, just just from me. If I say a show is taking place on Le in Leon and show pictures of the Eiffel Tower, does that feel fair? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Terry started sweating garlic and, and baguettes as we speak. I really don't care about Paris, so... <laughs> Do you know why, Terry? No one cares I love about Paris. Paris. Because Paris is a shithole. Paris, I love Paris. <laughs> How dare you? and no one likes. I hope they can hear them. 
Ten Rosette here says, hey lads, love you both. Luke, I think it was a temporary set because of the wrestler disruptions, SRS thought that. Oh, it's the weather disruptions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it wasn't the full new design of the set, apparently so. Uh, Dan, thoughts on the Emmys? I enjoyed it. Fave classic US sitcoms from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Craig, there's also more here. Also, I'm going to the pub roll viewing party here in Melbourne, Australia. Ah, I love a pub viewing party. I think it's going to be so much Maybe fun. So. You know, uh, they do... Uh, have a good time. Uh, the Emmys, I actually haven't caught up on who won what because I went to bed because I had to be up early. But uh, you know me, I love an award show. But if the best sitcom is Frasier and Friends. Uh, yeah, I was actually I watched the news Frasier because my parents have got Paramount Plus now, yeah. so I've got a login for it. Lovely. Um, and uh, it's it's quite charming, delightful. Yeah, it's exactly it, what I needed to be. Yeah, it's yeah. a little warm hug, I suppose. That part. Um, I also watched Beavis and Butthead because like I've, uh, Paramount Plus, I've I've realised if you like South Park and Star Trek, fill your boots like that. There's there's all that out the wazoo. Mm. Um, I I like Star Trek. Yeah. Um, so I've I've got some content on there, but I'm amazed at the lack of content that Paramount Plus has. It has an awful lot of Best Picture winners. I will say I did I did a spreadsheet of Best Picture winners. And Sullivan. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you might as well come on camera now at this stage. I'm so sorry. Okay, I will. I will. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Harry Styles. <laughs> there comes Sullivan. Look, he's wearing his coat. Which is extra layers, extra things to drag behind you and knock things off the shelves. Yes, but I would never do that. Uh, Sullivan, I I'll ask you, uh, thoughts on the Emmys? Um, oh, wow. Look at those. Um, yeah. Uh, and what was your fave classic <laughs> US sitcom from the 70s, 80s, and 90s? US sitcom? Mm. Uh, nine oh, oh, Seinfeld. This is the best sitcom I've ever made. And can you uh, give me uh, five words on Jinder Mahal? You can't hinder the gender. Thank you. Sullivan Bo Brown, everyone. There you go. Award-winning comedian. Booking Like a Mark here says, Storytelling is so important in booking. The Drew Cody segment was effective because they are fully fleshed out characters with history. The Jinder Seth match was hurt by the lack of story. Jinder hasn't been fleshed out, so the audience doesn't care. Bingo! Yeah, bingo. Bingo! Uh, we have an unknown username here. Please do let our moderators know. It's a Streamlabs issue. Sorry about that. Uh, they say, at first I thought the new set was just uh, the live event set, but if they keep this, I'm not mad about it. I don't think I've ever heard silence be so loud in my life until the women's tag matches. Our truth needs to be my PR guy <laughs> if he's making that much dollar. Are they selling this t-shirt on WWE Shop? Yeah. It's official t-shirt. Well, because if they're not and they're only selling it at live events, that's genius PR. That means you have to go to the show to get one. Are you trying to say that if you sold an exclusive piece of merchandise, but only at a live event, that would be a genius piece of merchandise? <laughs> I hate that I've set you up for this, but yes. Because we are selling an exclusive t-shirt <laughs> at our watch party for the Royal Jamble, and you can actually pre-order it uh, if you've got your ticket. Are you going to give me a wad of cash like our truth I'm not on that t-shirt. You're not on that t-shirt. Well, neither am I. <laughs> Uh, Brett here says R-Truth and the Judgment Day is just hilarious and I want to see them continue even further great Cody and Drew promo and a great Rhea Becky promo too Luke I don't care how bad that joke you whispered once done. I've got to know what it was so I can use it myself I'm not going to it is it's not 2000 it's not even 1978 which is probably where that joke first originated from it's just a bit blue <laughs> or green as you might say you know, yeah quite um, did the bear win anything at the Emmys uh, yeah, loads of stuff for comedy, even though it's not a comedy. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, the, the Emmys is—is is that the joke one? 
like the Golden Globes. Like, no, Golden Globes the, is the joke one. The Emmys not, is a legitimate television. Uh, that, it is. I was going to yeah. say, are the Emmys like the Golden Globes of for television? No, no, no. The Golden Globes are the Golden Globes of television. <laughs> they give out television awards. <laughs> oh, the Golden Globes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Morlan has got a bunch of chats here who said, Seth is the champion. This is obviously in reference to uh, our chat that we had earlier. Unlike Reigns, he actually beats top talent on his own, defends his belt, has beaten Roman in every major match they've had, facilitated needed character turns for Nakamura, Drew, and Finn, has had great matches with underrated talent. And unlike Gunther, Seth actually main events TV, eight versus six shows as champions in shorter reigns and pay-per-views three versus zero, is more over with live crowds, and no one loses main event status after wrestling him, unlike Chad, Reed, or Ricochet and Gunther. Though I would question Shinsuke Nakamura on that one, mm. and Finn Balor for that matter. Seth is a major ratings different maker and merch seller, unlike Gunther. I think there's question marks over that one. The third hour, which is main evented a lot, the things you've just mentioned there, do draw the worst ratings. As seen with his NXT match with Bron and his main event against Sammy doing better than Sammy versus Priest. He defended the title more frequently than the so-called ring general. And when Gunther reigns and Seth had a defense on the same show, SummerSlam 2023, Seth had the best match. He cooked Punk on the mic, outworked Gunther in the ring, and is more credible than Roman Reigns. The IWC hatred is unwarranted, Luke and Dan are wrong. Who? What did Gunther do to you? <laughs> I think that's because, particularly myself, I think that Gunther is a uh, feels like a more credible champion than Seth Rollins does. Yeah, I, so I think that's why there's a lot of things about Gunther in there. Should also point out as well with uh, Morlan, that's not Seth. That's that's the company booking him in those positions. Yes, like that. I think that's what we yeah, said. It's it's not real. Yeah, like I think also um, Seth. I think said I think the thing about it is you need the reason he was the one to pick to put this belt on is when he trying to establish it he was a, he was a, a trusted pair of hands kind of thing and I don't think that that sounds like damning with faint praise but I think he was someone you can trust very well to to come in and do the job and and look after a, and you know put in some good matches for a belt I don't see why that's a criticism of a guy mm-hmm. personally yeah um sorry it's not that person name <laughs> it's actually it's Mara Joy did Seth write that old? <laughs> it's not not that. I feel like we've missed one. Have we? I was reading it, but I don't know. Oh, I'm just Marcus. Yes. I've enjoyed Seth's run as champion, but I'm ready for it to end. Not because Seth is bad, but because he needs a break. And he's basically non- been going nonstop since he came back from his last knee injury. The thing when Triple H took over, uh, and, and even in the bit where he was wrestling with Vince's moustache for the control, was that the titles had changed so often that they ultimately didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he had to build them up to the point where they do mean stuff now. I think we're in a position where the belts generally do mean stuff now. We're also in a position where I want to see some changes. You know, I, there's, you could go too far on the long title reign thing. Yeah. Why I don't want to see Gunther hold both belts because I want I want there to be competition. I want there to be change. We were talking about this in the office with yeah. Tempest and Pete and, and a handful of others as well, was that WWE is currently in a world where... Seth's been champion for almost a year. Rhea's been champion for almost a year. Um, ESG's been champion for SummerSlam. SummerSlam since SummerSlam's a half a year. Roman's obviously been champion for X amount of time. Gunther's been champion for 500 odd days. Bianca Belair had the belt for over a year. Like he, Triple H loves a long title. Mm. The tag titles and the uh, US title are the only ones where, and even Austin Theory's as champion before Mysterio took it off him, was champion for a well long time. Austin Theory really does feel like the Liz Truss of uh, US <laughs> champions. Of just like who had who was it between those two mm. prime ministers? To a, lo- a lot more time with the belt than Liz <laughs> Truss did with her <laughs> office, though. Her premiership. Yeah, but uh, but it, to the to the point that I do, uh, we like a title change. They can feel good, and it it helps you stop your um, show becoming stale. Yeah, I I'm I, I'm a long title reign 
guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm always been an advocator for long title reigns, but you've got, with a long title reign, you need to have something within that. Mm-hmm. It is no bad thing that Rhea Ripley has had the belt from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, but like what great story has Rhea Ripley had within yeah. that year? For the belt specifically. For the belt specifically. Like that's what I'm thinking about when I look at a long title reign. Mm. Like what great story has Seth had as world champion in his near year long reign? what great story I mean, you know that's that's kind of what i mean like you can have a long title reign but if your title reign is just well i've had the belt for a year and now it's a year on then I, that doesn't feel like an impressive reign the thing with gunther and you know to, to kind of morland's point here the thing with gunther for me is that he gets people over and people do feel more credible the fact that the company has not pushed chad reed ricochet and afterwards that's not on gunther that's on the company's mm. follow-up that's the promotion's follow-up of those people but those are the matches that i'm going to remember those are the yeah. matches that i'm going to be thinking about when i'm coming to my year end like mm. um uh, nominations and stuff i i don't think it's it's any coincidence that seth didn't have any matches in the top 10 uh in our our end of year awards and did not make into the top 10 wrestlers Mm. of the year and that's not on seth as a worker that's just the company has not given him that great story to Mm. sink his teeth into or that really big match he just had a series of matches with finn a series of matches with nakamura and then this match with jinder and like it's just been matches Mm. it's been no stakes to those matches yeah, and, and actually, and I thought that last one he had with Nakamura was dead good. I did too, and I think that the but worst, I never thought Nakamura was winning. I enjoyed the SummerSlam with with uh, with Finn. I enjoyed the idea of what if he loses the belt and then the belt goes. There was there was a lot of opportunity back then, and I think that that's where that's where a title change would have actually been very yeah. crucial. Would have been good. Um, I have ended the poll, so I can tell you what the results of this show was. Sixty four percent gave it a thumbs up, which yeah. is low. That's for, for Raw. Yeah, thirty one percent in the middle. The rest thumbs down. That is low for for Monday Night Raw. So maybe mm. I'm out of step with this one. No, I mean I I I think that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's around that. Yeah. Well, there you go. That is this episode of the show. Thank you so much for watching the Rest of the Podcast. Please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode. And we'll be back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite's review. And then this coming Saturday, we have the SmackDown review. Then next week, it is Royal Rumble Week. We will be having our go-home edition of Raw being reviewed. We will then have our Royal Rumble predictions going up on the Wednesday, which should also have the entries for the Royal Jamble this year. It's usually a bit of a chaotic show. We'll have the Dynamite review on Thursday, and then we are gearing up for our Royal Rumble party, the Long Arm Pub and Brewery on the 27th of January. There are a tiny number of tickets left, so please do get involved now before it's too late. Thank you all so much for watching. We will see you on Thursday. I've been Luke D-A-D. That has been Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 